Broadcasting live from a secret location in Compton, California. The talk show that makes psychiatrists see other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. Other psychiatrists. It's Sunday night. You know what that means. You are now tuned in to the longest reigning podcast on the face of the pig's kneeverse. And I'm without any motherfucking pigs. Zach, you're a bitch. You're sick today. Your fucking asshole hurts or something is going on. You're lactating or wah, 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 wah. You are not here, but it's all good, man. I, I hope your anal leakage gets better by next week. Put a man pond in it to feel better. You know, whatever the fuck. Uh, we miss you, Zach. One of the... Uh, the pigs that holds it down, but I'm also the main pig here, Mario81, holding it down for 466 motherfucking episodes on our way to episode 500. Who's with me, guys? Zach, you with me? Because I can see you here on the chat. Uh, you guys can follow along if you guys on on the Twitter, on the Facebook Let's see, where else do we stream this fucking bitch live? Uh, Ourpigsradio.com. Uh, join in the conversation, man. You guys can chat away. The conversation can be seen by everybody. You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk some shit today, as always. As always. We got some special guests. Uh, we're going to have some conversations today. Uh, actually, people we used to, friends of Pigs Radio, uh, we used to work together, uh, Mikey, Gordon, all the way from San Diego, and the lovely Lucia. Welcome back to Pigs Radio, guys. Hey, what's happening? Now, Howdy. Woo! Uh, yeah. I it was almost like three years ago, the first time I came on here, and I was extremely impressed by the whole setup. 
uh, you know, Mario, somebody I consider a friend. We're finally going to get those Sabu podcasts out, too, I think. Yeah, man. We have a we have a handful of working projects. Uh, we obviously, we worked together a long time ago with, uh, we, you had a, uh, or have a, uh, a wrestling uh, promotion. Not sure if that's still going on or whatnot. We'll find out today. But with Fist Combat, we, uh, we, we got hooked up doing a, an interview first. And then you reached out to me asking me, like, can I film a wrestling show? And I'm like... Yes, with webcams. Yes, I can do this. Yo, man. And that was fucking wild. Fucking wild. See where your setup has come since those first like driving wrestling shows. Because honestly, you know, um Lucia can attest this during, you know, COVID. I think I did an interview with you in like April and like the next week. Some comedians were like, let's do these drive-in wrestling shows or drive-in com- comedy shows in parking lots. Right. And I was like, well, I think I could do that. And then, like, why not we live stream? Because nobody was doing fucking anything. So, you know, we started in May uh, 2020. And I, what did we do? We did a couple uh, a couple handfuls of those things. It was awesome. Yeah, we did. a uh, Fuck. I think, like, five, six shows. Different ones, too. I mean, you had some pretty stacked cards. I mean, Nick Gage, the fucking king of deathmatch. I mean, you had him out there doing all kinds of Nick Gage kind of shit. Dude, uh, and then when that uh, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist from the LA Times came down. That was wild. That was uh, that was wild for sure. Dude, we've had some great, t- like, w- like remember when we were doing those those driving shows, like how much fun they were? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were fun. I mean, it was nice to just be out doing something when no one was doing shit. That, that was some wild time. Can't believe it. it's already been about three fucking years. Uh, three years. Where the world went upside down and then the streaming became the most popular fucking thing and the only way to get things across and people not to go crazy, crazy, crazy. But I mean, it's amazing because like that that was like the evolution of OnlyFans and really like person to person contact. You know, like it, it feels like that's that kind of stuff's been around for forever now, OnlyFans. But, you know, like that really started popping off then. And I mean, now. Yeah, guys like Burt Kreischer thinking about going on there, putting on tasteful nudes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the machine. I'm only one day, one bad day away of selling fucking pictures of my feet on the internet. 100. I was thinking about doing some clown farts or something because, like, you know, you got the dirty Ryan McDonald thing going on. <laughs> Bottle that shit up and fucking sell it because you can sell anything, just about anything on the fucking internet. Dude, and you know that's uh, it's 100. percent If there if there's something exists that's a weird kink. Somebody's into it. Um, on, on top of like weird kinks, we had the one and only crazy motherfucking Sabu in the studio with you and Lucia, and uh, obviously uh, we miss her a lot with fucking uh, with Genie, Super Genie, and and we we filmed four episodes of uh, Getting Stoned with Sabu, which you are now released, right? They're out now for you to listen, watch. They're they're, they're not. Um, you know, I'm I'm going back and forth with uh, you know a couple places to make it the home. Uh, we, well, we have eight eight episodes um, that we did. We did two different uh, sets of tapings, um, and you know, uh, Melissa Super Genie was a part of the first four. And that's you know, it was a uh, it was you know, since her passing in 2021, we've kind of been like waiting to hold on to them for for the right time. We don't want to be distasteful or anything like that. So um, 
XPW, which, uh, you know, I came back to pay-per-view last Saturday. Um, and I'm, I'm, uh, I, I believe I'm back with them full time. You know, hey, honestly, whether they like it or not, I'm back. I don't care if they're inviting me. I'm fucking showing up for the show. You shows. already got uh, the chance happening in the chat room. XP Dub, XP Dub. Well, you know, um, oh, what was I? What was I just saying? You're talking about being back at XPW. Oh, what was it right before that? Uh, that you're back whether people like it or not. Oh, whatever. So. Um, Oh, yeah. So I'm back with XPW. XPW just started their own streaming service. So um, I'm trying to get those uh, Cebu podcasts to be a part of that streaming service. Uh, regardless, um, we're going to be launching a new podcast here called Wrestling Decisions on the same, based on the same format, um, where it's like, a, I guess, like a Tosh.0 or an accommodation of Tosh.0 in your mom's house uh, with, with wrestling videos, you know. Um, and I've already talked to a couple solid guests for the first few episodes, you know, and uh, we're taping our pilot here shortly. And, you know, I would expect new episodes of that to be out by WrestleMania weekend, you know, late March, early April. A lot of wrestling things happening, especially during that mania season. Shit's round the corner. Is it crazy that wrestling, is it now more popular than it ever has been in the last 20 fucking years? And what do you think? Um... I mean, it's hard for me to say because I wasn't a fan like during the Attitude Era, so it's all new to me. But I guess it it does seem like, especially with the Logan Paul thing, it's taken on a much more mainstream. A lot of more mainstream people know about pro wrestling. Yeah, it's crazy too. Like I listened to uh, Dave Portnoy of uh, Barstool Sports on the Theo Vaughn podcast, and you know, Barstool Sports. We all know, we know Barstool Sports. You know, we're we're in our, our late thirties, early forties. You know, like we know Barstool Sports. But they were talking about how they interviewed this guy that's big on TikTok, and and it got them a whole new audience. So like, it's crazy how in this day and age, everything is you know almost segregated out to where you know like. I don't watch the news, so I don't, I, you know, there was like some oil spill or some something that happened, and I was like, I don't even know what's going on with this stuff, because I don't even watch the news, like, I can only consume so much inf information. He, so, you, he didn't know that the train derailed in Ohio, oh, yeah, yeah. but he couldn't believe that I didn't know that Jake Paul was boxing today. She knows what's Paul. Yeah, he was she, like, she he's knows like, what's fine. He's like, boxing. you don't know what's going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what's crazy is that I know that the fight was happening, but I didn't know when. And then I saw today, I was like, oh, it already happened. Okay, there it is. Dude, so. I, I put it on my calendar when it was announced. Um, I, I love, like, I, I feel like you should love a guy like that because, you know, the way Team Rays and I do, he's self made. He came out, he fucking pumped his own thing out, you know, and got got his own name big. And now the guy's taking a guaranteed $25 million home for an eight round boxing match, which three three minute rounds times eight is 24 minutes. So he's going out there working a, a, a more than a million dollars a minute. Yeah. Plus a cut of the pay per view. So, like, you know, I'm and not all saying all he had to do was get punched in the head. Like, uh, <laughs> I, 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 like what would you do for a million dollars a minute? Get too much. <laughs> I'd take that ass whooping. He yeah, didn't even take yeah. an ass whooping. He didn't fall down one time. No, his ass didn't. No one touched his ass, and he still made $24 million. I mean, we, we both done, we've both done death matches, and we've done death matches against each other. So, like, I think that. Uh, we know how to take punishment. Where's my $25 million? Yeah, we were working for $1 a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's independent wrestling for you. Yeah. I have seen you guys do the one-on-ones, uh, the and you guys did a series of those. You guys did, what, three, four of those matches? I Well, I think three. as a part of the series, we did three, yeah. Um, 
the first one we did on our uh, Pride Night, where we dressed up as each other. So it was Deathmatch and Drag, which was amazing, that was honestly. That's fun. Um, and then like two months later, we did a Deathmatch. Well, so she won, but she won as me. <laughs> so, you, you know, technicality, you know. So Dirty Rock won that first match, even though it was her, you know, we were doing the, the drag queen thing or whatever. Um, we wrestled in August of 2021, and that was probably, that was that was one of my best death matches, honestly, because of the story that we told, how we got people's emotions. Um, that was, was that the first one we used light tubes? Yeah, I think the first one. Yeah, because you we did you power like bomb me yeah. onto them, and then the next one we did this. We did the, you know, we both sat in the chair, but we didn't do that on the second one. By the way, I appreciate the psychology of storytelling with death matches because a lot of people don't see storytelling with death match. No, it's so important. Like it's what, like, you know, it's not just going out there and bleeding all over everything. I mean, that's a big part of it, but like, does it matter if you're not emotionally invested in the story? You know, and the story with us was she beat me the first time. Now I won my title back like two weeks later. And then I was like, all right, I'll defend my title against you. You know, so the second time there were stakes where I was like, I can't lose my title. And for real, like bell to bell, we, it was over 20 minutes. And like this, the story was fucking great. Like the story was great. And, you know, I don't want to suck around dicks, but like that's. That's that's the thing that I had the most fun with in wrestling, especially since I started in like April of the year 2000. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's telling stories. It's telling long stories. Like we together produced 45 live events in 2021, 45 wrestling shows in a calendar year and over 30 last year. So, you know, like like that's we had to tell stories and that, I, I loved telling the stories that we told. I mean, as especially you hear in the passion, especially when you got people around you who want to tell the same stories that they want to keep going. I mean, all this stuff is a labor of love. I mean, fuck, 40 shows. That's a lot of shows. Well, you know, we, we do it. We do it for the money because we're rich yeah. now. So, yeah. Independent wrestling for money. We're getting rich off this shit. Because, yeah. uh, like, there's so, so much, much money. money. Like, well, and, and, and like, the job of a promoter is so easy. All you got to do is rent a ring and put matches together. And then you're oh, Don't forget to put up flyers. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta make, make a flyer. Make a Facebook it's, a bad it's page. It's really easy. It's really yeah. easy. You just show up, write some matches, and uh, you're famous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> By the way, uh, we want to appreciate everyone logging in right now. The chats are going off. I'm just kind of reading and posting shit as we go, as I'm listening. Uh, speaking of long stories, Nick Gage still has control of San Diego. Oh, oh shit. Ooh, uh, shit. I guess he does. Technically, technically that's true. Uh, Fuck. Take out the death if, match. Here's what's up, okay? In the Speaking about toy, storytelling, the first match that we had, we were interrupted by the current tag team champion. So him and I actually tag team and lost that match. So there was no decision. Second match there, it was for San Diego, but he hasn't been here in 300, over 365 days. So contractually, he's San Diego goes back. Yeah, he vacated wow. it. I mean, I think he he's going to have to defend. come back for a rematch then, huh? <laughs> I think that's how the story goes. The motherfucker got to come back, you know, like. 
So we'll see what happens. Needs to come back. Well, look, man, we got a lot of we obviously you reached out. We got a lot of story to cover. We got a lot of things to talk about because you haven't we haven't seen you in a little while, man. A lot of shit's gone down. A lot of shit has been happening. There's all kinds of news. There's XPW. You had a fucking movie happen, not happen. I don't know what the fuck happened with that. So, I mean, where where have you guys been? I mean, tell me. Uh, Well, number one of actually before we even get to that. Uh, you guys as a couple, I've only known you guys as a couple. How long you guys uh, been doing this as a couple? When did you guys even start meeting and doing, working together and dating and all that other jazz? Um, so we met, what, like nine years ago now? Nine years ago. Um, she started doing comedy when she was like 17. Yeah, I started doing comedy a long time ago, you know. Um, and I was doing stand-up comedy, and I saw, I met Mikey at a mic. I saw a silly- open, An open mic. An open mic, yeah, it wasn't can't, a book show or can't, anything. Can't tell him that this is inside the <laughs> Yeah, and, um, It was at a mic. <laughs> so, you know, I saw him on stage, and he was, you know, he was kind of funny, but he's, uh, the comedians didn't like him because he was very confident, and comedians hate that, <laughs> especially when you're new. Um, but I thought he was funny, and I thought I could give him some advice, so- I made friends with him and I gave him some comedy advice. He wore sunglasses on stage. I told him not to wear sunglasses on stage. Uh, and uh, sure and then, you know, and then, and now, you know, here we are. <laughs> so like when we met, it was a weird time for me because I just got done touring with Afro Man uh, because I got high, because I got high. And I learned how to book tours uh, working with Afro Man. So Right when I met her is when I kind of gave up on the the comedy rock thing that I was doing with my cousin, the Beach Bum Alcoholics. Um, it was like Tenacious D. It was two of us. We did comedy songs. And I wanted to keep the comedy thing going. So I started doing comedy, and I met her at like the third open mic that I did, something like that, one of the first ones. And, you know, we our relationship started over the drive to both be comedians, entertainers, and I showed her wrestling. So, like... I mean, I, I know you got you started watching wrestling when you were a little kid. She started wrestling, watching wrestling in her mid-20s, and she's like, wow, you did this? Like, wow, you put on shows? Like, we should put on shows together. You know, That's I mean? how big of a mark I am. I became a fan at 24. So, yeah. Better late than never. Yeah. For sure. So when we got together, it was it was built on, yeah, like, yeah, we like each other, you know, but, like, we were getting in this to start a unique relationship. Um, the, a one-off of both wanting to work really hard to not have real jobs. I mean, you know, to, to be entertainers, to be able to control our own destiny. And, like, that's what we started. We, we book, like, we do have a very unique relationship, you know? Like, we work so closely together, and we've been working so closely together almost every day for, you know, nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a very unique, you know, most, most couples don't, most people don't work as closely together as we do, let alone couples working as closely together as we do every day. Yeah. So, you know, like, um, when we got together, that's what it was. So like we put together this uh, thing called the Cottonmouth comedy tour where in 2016, we booked the tour in 16 States and, um, I mean, we've had some pretty fucking wild times out there. <laughs> yeah. you know, well, we're, we're both adrenaline junkies, you know? Like, you were in the military. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Trained kickboxer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, professional horseback rider. Oh, I, you didn't, know, know, I, I didn't know you were in the military. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. 
Yeah, I was in the Coast Guard, and I went to uh, Southeast Asia. I went to the Philippines. I went to Thailand. I went to Brunei. It was pretty. It was, uh, you know, I got to see a lot of stuff. It was a good time. I turned, I turned 18 at a strip club in the Philippines. Man. Nice. Yeah. So we both have a lot of experience with lady boys. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. So you know, like we, we have. I mean, like, like I don't know. It, at, at times, I've described our relationship like, you know, you watch that rock star documentary and they were like, it was a wild relationship. And when it was good, it was great. And when it was bad, it was so toxic. I mean, like, that describes us in like one cent, one long run on sentence right there, you know? Like, fuck, I mean, like, you know, we were living a, a rock star lifestyle. Like, for the first, what, two and a half years that we were together, like, neither one of us clocked in anywhere, you know? Like, we were able to book shows and be on the road and like and live our dreams. That is a little bit different when there are no, uh, I don't want to say boundaries, but it sounds like it's just no, no limits in a weird way. Just go, go, go. Just not, not the regular, you know, not the rules, regular people, you know, your average person follows, I guess, like not clocking in at a nine to five. And, you know, when you're not doing that, sometimes I think you end up working a lot more even then you know, someone with a regular job does. And I mean, let's just, let's just put it out there. You know, when I say rock star lifestyle, I mean like everything that you think of when you think of rock star lifestyle, because think about it, like we're going on the road, we are making money as entertainers, which fuck man, entertainers as early on as we were, shouldn't be making money on the road. They should be lucky to be on the road as we all were, but we were able to figure out because of, I was booking for Afro Man that I learned how to book tours and I was able to book us on the road where we were making money going out there. I mean, like, you know, like I said, we did 16 states in 2016. We were getting drinks covered. We were, you know, going to strip clubs. We were, you know, fucking, you know, doing drugs, having a fucking, like everything that you think of when you think of rock star party lifestyle, like we were doing that, you know, I'm like, we're running our own wrestling shows, you know, like we're both, you know, like fucking, we're both in great shape, you know, like, I don't know. And we did. We had some wild ass times. The world was your oyster, and you were just fucking living your life. I mean, like, okay, so there was this one time in like in like Seattle where we it was right outside. It was like Bellington or Bellingham or something. Where so when we were booking shows, like here, here's what's fucked up on the road. Like you would rather be doing a show than not doing a show because. If you're not doing a show, then you're spending money that you already made somewhere else. So even if you're like breaking even on a day, you'd rather do that than not have a show. So like on some of these like Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays, we're like begging to get a show. So like we took a show on like a Monday night outside of Seattle um, for what turned out to like be the Russian mob. Yeah, it was a really big, it was a big bar and uh, we were contractually obligated to perform in order to make the money, even though no one showed up to the show. Like, so. okay, so 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 <laughs> here, here's the thing is that like, I made contracts and everything. Like, I I have never been given a contract. Like, like I don't wanna you know, rat out wrestling companies, but nobody's ever made me sign like a, uh, a release form for anything at a wrestling show. Like, not even like my health, not like, you know, my, my <laughs> likeness. Like, I, you know, like, hey man, WWE, that was it. That was the only place I ever worked, Ring of Honor included, that ever made me sign anything, anything at all. I mean, like, WWE was legit as fuck, but you know, um, 
What did I just say? Um, <laughs> the Russian mob and contractual. contracts. Oh yeah, because yeah, so so yeah, so we performed for the. Oh yeah, we performed because, for the Russian so, mob. So then they had to pay us, and so but we had we to had to do the, we had to do the show. I did this once on tour where I was like, we needed the three hundred dollars. So I was like, I was like, hey, I gotta perform the show, and I literally performed. We did three forty-five minute sets of music to literally the bartender and the door guy. That's it, because we needed our check, and the check cleared. But the, the the Russian mob. So at the end of this, like, I booked everything, but I was I wrote contracts, right? So like, um, I was like, all right, well, if I go in there, it's gonna be a lot harder for them to shit on a woman. Yeah. So I had to go in and get paid. So she goes in, <laughs> and I was, I was like, babe, like you gotta go in, like we gotta get this money, like like we did the show, and like it was a good show. They had fun, but. You know, I mean, it was only it was like the bartender and the people that worked in the kitchen. They so, had a great time, but they didn't want to pay us a couple hundred dollars for that. <laughs> and then, so basically, like, you know, I'm scared. I'm like, I don't want to go in there and, and ask for money. But I mean, like, OK, here's what's up, too. So so you don't think that I'm throwing her to the wolves. Let's tell the story about doing that that biker bar Callahan's in Santa Cruz. OK, yeah. because this woman's got balls. No, right. we yeah. don't got to tell that one. Why? No, tell that story. Oh, well, no, because really, then yeah. I'm going to be in trouble with them forever because this is going to be on the Internet. Who cares? Tell it. So <laughs> I'm not a fan of, of motorcycle riders. Okay. So we were this bar Cal Bikers, okay. not, not people like Lance, Lance Armstrong, like fucking... You know, motorcycles. Yeah. yeah, and apparently, so apparently, this was like a motorcycle bar, and it was like a Hell's Angels bar. No, no, and so, a Hell's Angels bar. Okay, yeah. So I, I not make, just a motorcycle bar, Hell's Angels bar. So we were doing comedy, and you know, they're humorless people. So I, so <laughs> I, I want to fuck with them. So I bet. So but when the show <coughs> okay, hold going, on, okay. So I go on stage, and I'm having a good set, <clears throat> and I'm like, <clears throat> it's good, and I said something about some motorcycle club, and some guy was like. Wrong club, motherfucker. And like, my balls sank to my ankles, right? So, so I was like, oh shit. So I get off the stage, and I'm like, like, oh man, like this shit sucked, you know. And and then she comes off the stage, but I didn't know what's going on while I was on stage. Oh, so I had bet a bunch of the comedians. I've been like, I'll give twenty dollars to whoever goes on there and calls the bikers a faggot during their set. Ooh, like right. so, and so, <laughs> so none of the comics did it. But I had, I had was the one who had put the money on the table and made. And I was like, well, since no one else did it, like I have to go up and I have to do it now because no, no, no. It was, the host yeah. was like, you call call him an asshole for ten bucks. You're like, I'll call him a faggot for twenty. Yeah, That's but I had made I had made that that deal. So uh, so no one else did it. So I was like, okay, I have to do it. So I went up and I did it because you know. And as soon as she gets <laughs> off stage, she's like, I call those bikers faggots, and I go, excuse me, and she's like, I call those bikers faggots, and I go, we gotta go right now, and I'm saying that as I grab her arm and we're walking out the back door and not looking back. She's like, what 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 what's, what's going on? Like, babe, they're going to fucking dismember me. I don't think we ever went back there. No. We're not I, mean, as, <laughs> I, I mean, as soon as you said it, I mean, did you did you get a reaction from the crowd at all? Were they, I mean. Yeah, I mean, they don't laugh at anything. So what, what was that like? Okay. Wow. I, mean, you... I, had, I remember having a good set because there, there were people who weren't bikers there, too. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. But this was Callahan's in Santa Cruz. Not that I'm calling out the name of the place. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like you guys live a wild lifestyle. For oh my sure. god, that's the bar that that fucking that serial killer used to hang out at. <laughs> Callahan's. There's a serial killer from Santa. He used to go to it. Or would no? That was yeah. It was same. the jury room. The yeah. jury room right across from. This the same same fight feel. 
There we go. If you guys are tuning in, we're hanging out with Lucia and Dirty Ron. Uh, we're, we're finding out the, uh, the the untold chronicles, the stories leading up uh, to figure out, like, where the fuck, you know, Ron hasn't been around. I haven't seen you guys in a little bit. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, cleanse a little palate and be right back and get some more story time with fucking Lucia and Dirty Ron. You guys good with that? Want to listen to a little, little, little bit of music real quick? A little bit. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back, guys.
and bend over. Pigs Radio! Once you come, you won't let go. Pigs Radio! Sit right down and enjoy the show. Pigs Radio, episode 466. Uh, I'm obviously a big wrestling mark. Have been for a long time, been following the shit. Uh, who opened up the uh, the the show today was uh, Undisputed World Champions with their song Travesuras. Uh, those boys are making their roundabouts again next week here, performing live. They have a new EP out. Guys, go listen to it. It's on Spotify. Uh, I think it's three tracks on there. Fucking great. So the boys are gonna be here. Di- uh, they've viewing their new tracks here live on studio. So it's gonna be great. Uh, also want to announce that Lucha Vavum tickets for Viva Las Vegas are now available in a, on Ticketmaster, guys. So April 26, 27, 28, House of Blues at the Mandalay Bay. Get your tickets now. And then we're going to be rounding out the year in October 26, 27, I believe. So get your tickets, Ticketmaster.com. Uh, fuck, man, all kinds of wrestling shit happening. All kinds. Uh, hanging out with Lucha and Dirty Ron McDonald. What's up, guys? Yo, I'm reading the chat. We're reading everyone's <laughs> comments, which uh, we shouldn't do, but <laughs> someone's worried about my dog. I don't know. She's fine. She's fine. Look she's, at her. she's hanging out. She's hanging out, dude. What else? Uh, she's getting high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh... Uh, we want to thank everyone. We see everyone on the chat. Uh, we're trying to get through everyone's questions in our conversation today. <laughs> uh, hired love. Yeah, there you go. Uh, people are ask here, uh, asking uh, if you're sober now and if you've given up all the stuff. What? Uh, today's the 26th. I'm the, today's 57 days sober. Ooh. Uh, yeah, since this New Year's. And you know, I was um, I was off like I did comedy in Vegas at the end of January, and I was offered a drink, um, and I, the bartender made it. So like after it was like here, I made this for you, and I, I didn't want to be rude, so I did take a sip of it, and it was just it was gross. It was gross to me, you know, like where we were both people that I mean I chugged I, out a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, you know, you can you can speak on that, like we fucking. We, we tied it on, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. We went, we went hard. We went hard. <laughs> I mean... You can't you know, say, like, what? Like, how? What, to allow? I mean, to, well, you know, I mean, everything, everything. A little bit of everything. Besides, you know, yeah. Like, what... People know what everything is. No, they don't. <laughs> well, they can imagine then. Everything, everything the rock star imagine. stuff no, does. No, honestly, uh, we like... were doing Jacob. <laughs> um, uh, what's that? What croc- crocodile. Crocodile man. Yeah, you know, um, we loved our drugs and alcohol. You know, like it, it, I, you know, people that you know um, have had uh, you know addiction issues, where I think will easily you know uh, attest to the same things. You know, like it's. People don't get fucked up because it sucks. No, no, no. Um, it, it, we get fucked up because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Add more than one word answers. No, I mean I'm just. No. I'm the one who told you that. I'm the one who said people don't get do drugs because they suck. Like that's you know, be stupid. Like people do drugs because they're awesome because they're like the best thing ever. Like they're so good it'll ruin your life. Yeah, it, it, for sure. It, you know, like. <laughs> 
and people think like, oh, because you admit that you did coke. Like, yeah, okay, like, you know, we would. Those do, who, oh, see, you don't admit that you do coke. That's what no, yeah. I mean, I, 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 we, you know, we both, that, that, that was, that was yeah. our drug of choice. I mean, for sure, right? You know, like, cocaine was awesome. Like, it's a hell of a drug. Well, apparently even bears like cocaine now. Cocaine bear is now out. And this apparently, is not a paid ad it, for it, cocaine. It is not, this but, is not but I will say that uh, apparently it has the highest rating on, like, Rotten Tomatoes. So apparently a lot of people love to go watch cocaine, apparently. It's out there. Well, um, I think we can both tell you that we both like to do cocaine too. Or, you know, we did, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, cocaine got us sucking, you know, it was, it was awesome. Like, what about this story in Bakersfield? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a really good cocaine story. Yeah. In Bakersfield, which, you know, on brand. Um, so we were headed to a comedy show and we had, you know, we had a little bit of stuff and we, so we stopped at a uh, rest area and Mikey took it into the bathroom, and we, we're driving. We're continuing on to Bakerfield. Uh, I did get in the bathroom to do a little because yeah. it was such good cocaine. Well, okay, that goes. Yeah, we figured that's why you took it in the bathroom. Okay, well, you know. Well, so 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 then we get we get almost to Bakerfield, and we realize it's gone. We gone. left it. So and here was the thing: is that I know I saw your face of like worry there. It was yeah, it no, was, yeah. Bro, so like we were bringing cocaine not just for us. Like we were going to an event on Saturday and Sunday in LA. There might've been a battle for a city called Los Angeles, but we're not trying to get into specifics of which event we were there for. Right. Um, so we did comedy in, in Bakersfield the night before. So we are like, you know, let's you know, take a couple bumps, whatever on the way, it's fine. We're coming from NorCal. And uh, then we realized we didn't have any. So some of our friends were like, you know, kind of looking we're, forward. We're going to us. be disappointed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so then. So we're doing we're we're doing the comedy show, and Mikey's up on stage, and he just he says he asks, so who's got cocaine? And this no, guy. No, 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 no. I said something. something. I did a, a cocaine joke, and I was like, damn. Too bad I ran out of cocaine dude, for the weekend. So this guy jumped, like jumps up, dude. He jumped up, put his hand in the air, like I got it. And we were like, dude. Calm down. Like he looked like wife beater. Like he looked like someone who had all the cocaine. He, had, he looked like he had good cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And but he was like he was yeah like a face tattoo. But like he was so enthusiastic. It was like calm down, dude. Like he was really telegraphing it. So and, and, uh, yeah. after the, after the show, like you know people are like you know fist bumping us or whatever, taking pictures of shit on on the way out. Yeah, and then this guy was like, so he comes, he talks to us, and he's like, you got to come over to my crib. I got stuff for you. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so, so, okay yeah. so we drive we drive probably like 10 minutes to the end of some, like, cul-de-sac in yeah. Bakersfield. And we don't we don't go inside his house. We sit out front. It's nice. You know, it's nice and warm outside his Bakersfield. And this guy proceeds to bring out the biggest pile of cocaine I've ever seen in my fucking life. A comical pile like a whole like a silver dinner plate and like a whole pile okay yeah. so <laughs> so this is where it gets weird because remember like we're not the only reason i risked my life to go pick up some shit from this guy is because i was supposed to bring some for other people so i'm there and he's like big fan of the show fucking he's like oh you guys were hilarious there's like eight people hanging out you know they were all at the show they were like oh this is fucking great and it was cool because um i forgot the name the guy's name but the guy headlining the show, like, so I featured, which I went second to last, I went right before the, the last guy, and 
the headliner only did like 20 minutes because he's like a movie star from that from Bakersfield and like he didn't even like have that many jokes I forgot who it was and I don't want to bury him don't know because he actually he has a bad reputation so yeah I can't think of his name though but in the comedy world everyone says he's a prick so yeah if anyone can figure that out so so fucking you know (laughs) like I I did really good that night and uh and this guy was like you know hey fucking you know like I got some coke so we show up his house he's like here here's some coke and I was like, thank you. Because it was like yellowfish scale cocaine. If you know anything about cocaine, it's really good cocaine. So yellowfish scale cocaine. And this guy goes, here you go. And I was like, great. But I looked down at this bag and it's like half an eight ball, you know? And I was like, this is awesome. Okay, because this guy has a comical pile of cocaine. Yeah. So I'm like off by myself. And I was like, cool, man. Can I get some more? He goes, no, nah, man. Like, this is for you. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. But like I still had to get some for other people. So I was like, hey, can I can I can I get some more though? He's like, no man. He was the hardest drug dealer to he couldn't buy drugs if you tried So he's like, he's like, no, you keep this shit, right? And, and you know, so finally we I was just I was just like we couldn't buy we didn't buy Hey, anything. can I can I get some? He's like, No. Like, this is for you, man. And I was like, Well shit. <laughs> I don't want to be like, okay, I don't want to disrespect the guy. Definitely so, not. Around, did a little bit of cocaine and then fucking left with our lives. Yeah. <laughs> but that was some of the best cocaine I ever did. And then I saw some, I, I, I can't finish that story because then I would incriminate some people and I don't want to do that. But I'll tell you when we're off the air. Because yeah. some people that we uh, have some connections with uh, were doing comical amounts of cocaine that night. So yeah, it's <laughs> quite funny. By the way, they, they, they are pointing out in the chat and how you're sober, but you're smoking weed right here. I think uh, you're you're sober from California alcohol. sober. California sober. What, what's that? We drink. I mean, drinking? you can smoke weed and do mushrooms and probably acid every once in a while too. Well, Maybe even some Molly. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no, the 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 truth of it is um, is that you know. Um, Right now, it's a total choice for me to be sober. Um, it's not anything that anybody's making me do or anything that I have to do. It's something that I'm choosing to do. Um, and, you know, marijuana has been something that I've been using, you know, um, for pain medication, anti-anxiety medication for a long time. One of the reasons I moved to California. So, um, plus, like, it's, it's legal out here, dog. Yeah, it's weed. <laughs> who, who, what sort of squares are calling weed drugs on this chat? It's, like, it's, uh, it's yeah. medicine, motherfucker. Yeah, there you go. It's medicine. He's uh, he, uh, he's sober from uh, from cocaine and from alcohol. Alcohol and any other drugs. And Molly was always drugs. fun too, but like, yeah. I mean, that's why that's why I didn't put it out of my equation. <laughs> 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 No, um, no, no, we're, we're, we're both, we've both been sober since the new year and, you know, um, it's something that we're working on every day, you know, because, you know, one of the reasons that I did, um, ask you to come on this is, you know, that there was, you know, some things we wanted to clear up. Yeah, there's obviously there's been all kinds of questions here in the chat. I don't know if you guys have been reading along and stuff. So, I mean, people want to know, uh, what happened to the, uh, OB, uh, fuck house and is that ever going to come back? Um, um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it is back in a way, um, we're, we're unable to do pro wrestling here because the city took away my entertainment license that we had, um, because this, this building isn't film, isn't zoned, 
to to do the shows we used to do here. But um, we still do comedy, you know, twice a week, and uh, it's still a fun place to come hang out. So. Yeah. yeah, you know, the idea was kind of, you know, uh, formulated into an art gallery. Um, and, you know, so we have a lot of local artists that are putting some of their pieces up here. And, you know, basically we had to turn it into, you know, a donation-based um, location. So, you know, that's what, and she's got a business partner here now. And, you know, and I'm out of the um, running of the venue. So, you know, like um, there were some changes, you know, there were, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to completely dance around it. You know, like, let's get into the, the meat and potatoes. You know, like, there were some major changes that had to be made in, in both of our lives. So, you know, like, sobriety is part of that, you know. Um, yeah, a, a lot, you know. Like, there, since, since we did that movie and put our life savings into that feature film with Rob Van Dam and Effie and a bunch of comedians and shit, is, uh, you know, we... It was very stressful, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, working work together, all that, all that stuff. You know, we do, we do have a very unique relationship. Yeah, and we probably, we probably bit off a little more than we could chew at times, at a lot of times. You know, um, you, know. you know, as an independent entertainer, you know, like you got to make a lot of shit work on your own, and um, you know, we've never been really financed to do stuff like that. You know, we've been living month to month for you know a few years now. Um, since that movie didn't work out, you know, and that's when, when all, when all this legal stuff happened, you know, people were telling me, they're like, listen, you know, like you took a swing for the fences, like, and we did, you know, like we put it all on the line, you know, like, we didn't go in, um, with investors for that feature film, a pro wrestling movie, the legend of dirty Ron, you know, like we put it all on the line there. And when that didn't work out, we took the little money that we had left and put it in this venue. Uh, I mean, obviously, people have struggles. People are getting through stuff. I, I mean, it sucks that you lost your license, Lucia. But I mean, it sounds like with the new adventure you got going on, you got a new business partner, and it sounds like it's been converted to something else, completely different, and hopefully a different kind of energy and vibe in, in that, right? Yeah, uh, we're trying to make it, you know, a real like um, community space for artists and continue to give, you know, comedians good stage time here and uh, keep making it, you know, a fun place, a fun underground place where people can come to enjoy live entertainment, even if I can't do, you know, pro wrestling anymore. So that, that, that's what that's what we've been doing here since the opening of the OB Wrestle House in January 2021 is, you know, giving a platform to up and coming artists, you know, whether it was bands um, comedians, wrestlers, you know, like we weren't having you know, the, the most we could people we could fit in here was like about a hundred people. So, you know, our ability to, you know, showcase up and coming talent, you know, and, and show them things that they weren't able to experience other places, a place to grow, you know, doing 45 live wrestling shows in 2021 gave a platform for wrestlers that, you know, a lot of independent wrestlers would be lucky to have 30 matches in a year, you know, like it's, it's not like you, there's a lot of promotions that are out there running every week. So, you know, like that's what I got the most out of it was running the venue and giving an opportunity to up and coming entertainers. Yeah. We're, we're still, uh, we're still going to be doing that. So yeah. the dream lives on live wrestling. Who knows? You know, definitely not at the, at the wrestle house, but we ain't dead. Uh, with the movie, I mean, can you tell us what happened with that? I mean, how, what, what went wrong or do we still see the movie being made at any time? I mean, 
Um, well, you know, here's what happened is that, you know, we got in over our heads. We came in with an idea to shoot a certain way. And then um, we kind of got a little carried away with trying to make it look as Hollywood as possible, you know, and try to like, you know, cut corners and, um, you know, make something out of nothing. And we ran out of money. Um, well, I was the one, fun, you know, we were funding it with our life savings. You know, you know, the, the bill come, ended up coming a little shy of $80,000. And, you know, that money's gone. Um, we have about 40 to 50% of the movie shot. Um, it's not a lot of sequential scenes, but, you know, I am talking with the director, Pablo Romero Esquivez, and, you know, we're gonna put something out. You know, we have we have full completed scenes. You know, there's it would be a shame for that to never get out because it was shot really well. Um, the sound is amazing. The story is amazing too. And like, you know, it took a while to get over that, you know, financially, we still haven't recovered from that, you know, like, um, it was, it was a big blow and, you know, disagreements between inexperienced people, I think, you know, is what got us there. But, you know, um, we were able to mend fences by, you know, I don't want to sit here and like take credit for being the bigger man or anything like that, but like, I wasn't going to let that, that thing slide and not go down, you know, like, just like with us, you know, like. I think being self-reflective and really being able to like put yourself in other people's shoes is something that, you know, I, I really enjoy learning how to do better every day. And, you know, once we got into arguments, you know, Pablo and I of, you know, how we move forward, it, it took a lot of self-reflection to just go, Hey, you know, like, I'm sorry for what I did. I realized this is what got me here, you know, and I don't want to sit here and point fingers at each other. So, you know, like, let's kind of take this as 50, 50 and move on. You know, and that's what that's what we did there. So, you know, like him and I are still talking um, and we plan to do something with something. But, you know, it's just all a matter of time. I mean, shit, we recorded those Sabu podcasts in August and October 2020. And I'm barely looking around to get those things out now. So, you know, things take a while. They do, especially when the uh, the winds of time kind of like kind of shift around and obviously things get all clunked up. Yeah, there was a lot of stress that went along with that, you know, Um and then, you know, working together to kind of have to pull our income off the venue. And that's what we had to do for 2021 and 2022 for the most part. And that's really stressful too, you know, still during COVID times um, before we were allowed to really do events in early 2021. So, you know, the stress of, you know, talk about that, right? The stress of stress. running that venue. Yeah, you know, um, we work, you know, we work really closely and just, you know, running a venue and running wrestling shows and running comedy shows and running music shows all at the same time. It's incredibly stressful. You know, there's it's coming at you from every angle all the time. Yeah, I, I, we self-medicated a lot, too. Yeah, you know, we definitely, um, you know, use substances to um, to take the stress away, you know. Yeah. I'm not proud of it, but you know, now I'm sticking to just weed and mushrooms, maybe acid, maybe some Molly, you know, California sober. <laughs> California sober. Okay. No, seriously, seriously though. Yeah. Like I'm trying to, to, to medicate myself in a healthier way by just, you know, exercising and, you know, keeping to a schedule and just doing things in a, in a better way. So, obviously, you guys have been off the internet for a little bit, right? Uh, there was some stuff that went down. You guys are now back. People were asking in the chat if you guys were not together. Obviously, you guys are together, right? I mean, you guys are still... Yeah, yeah, you know, we are. Um, 
we had some stuff go down in our professional life where, you know, things professionally were really, really hard and it was causing a lot of tension. And, you know, that tension was was bleeding over into our personal life. And, uh, you know, it just kind of things kind of boiled over. And, um, you know, we both said and did things that we regret. And, um, you know, it's really unfortunate that when people hear about the situation and when they hear rumors and accusations that people think it was, you know, one way street because, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a one way street. It takes two people to to tango in these situations. And, you know, I can take just as much responsibility as I know Mikey can t- takes, you know, for for getting us there. And uh, we're both taking steps to to never get in that situation again. So, you know, I believe in change. Well, there you go. As long as you believe, then fucking anything is possible. And obviously, Mikey, uh, you're, people were asking, are you going to be making an appearance with XPW? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> before I jump in that, you know, I just kind of want to reiterate what, what she said. And I think she, you know, answered that, you know, as, as fully as, as, as we can. You know, like we both made some mistakes um, that... You know, and it, it is unfortunate that, you know, when people do hear the rumors and accusations that, you know, they think that it was it, some things happened one way and only one way. Yeah, that that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, it was it takes it takes two people. And, you know, I, you know, it took it definitely took a lot of me to get this situation to happen, too. So, you know, I want to take as much responsibility as he does for that. And I think, you know, I hope that people can look at even other people in our situation and realize that, you know, it's, you gotta, you have to look at both sides and, you know, look at what both people did. Also, it's none of their, none of people's business a lot of times. So for sure, you know, (laughs) what, uh, what goes on behind closed doors, you know, is, 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 is personal stuff. And, you know, like it, what, what really sucks about that, that whole situation is that, people hear something and then they, they run with it and they're like, oh, this is the truth because I think it's the truth. And, you know, people have a hard time distinguishing between opinions and facts. Well, and people also love to hype up drama that has nothing to do with them because they don't have exciting things going on in their own lives, I think, so. And, and that's, that's, that's what we both saw a lot with that, you know, like people had a couple of negative comments, you know, once I got, you know, once I was able to jump back on social media, um, in, you know, in the month of December, um, you know, and some people had some opinions and, and that's what the fuck they are. They're, their opinions. Um, you know, um, and you know, we had, we had some legal things between us that we had to clear up, you know, before we were able to, you know, um, talk again and, you know, and here we are, but to answer your question, um, you know, I, XPW is one of the most unique promotions on the planet. Um, working for Rob Black is, I, I've never had a boss that I like. And that's not true. I did that but back in the pizza place, Bill and Jeff, uh, back in Cecil Whitaker's Pizza in St. Louis, big shout out. Uh, is Rob Black understands about creativity. He understands about pushing the envelope. I mean, shit, dude went to jail over some obscenity shit of some porn that he was, you know, producing. So like, and I believe that he went on Larry King Live and was like, yeah, they're fucking coming after me federally and they can basically suck my dick. You know, like to be able to work with somebody that loves to push the envelope like Rob Black does and to know his idea of of, of separating yourself and how to understand how the characters work in professional wrestling. I mean, look at the roster that XPW has. It's a fucking gem to be on, you know, with with Drake Younger, Schlack, 
Masada, Necro Butcher. I mean, these are the best motherfuckers in the world to do it. I just got in a ring with Big Fucking Joe, you know, last weekend. Lou Newton, you know, a new uh, import from over there, in, you know, Great Britain. You know, like we got we got the most badass motherfuckers. You know, even in the female side, Lindsay Snow, Sage Sin, Lou Dark. You know, the women's champion. Like it's amazing. Like we have a collection of some of the best characters in professional wrestling. And you know what? So what if we're all a little controversial? You know, like, so what if uh, uh, fucking everybody on that roster has a questionable legal pass? You know, like, like who gives a shit? All of us, from the boss all the way down that shit. You know, like, so, and, and here's the here's reality. You know, like, Rob Black admittedly had done some fucked up shit. You know, like, he may or may not have some ice thumb cut off. You know, like, I don't fucking know. But, um... You know, uh, we all have an opportunity to change. You know, and I think that's a one message that XPW it really is able to show the world, especially through their talent, is that we do all have the ability to change. We do all have the ability to recognize that we made mistakes and not make those same mistakes. You know, um, XPW was around and it wasn't around, and now we're back. And you know what? We're fucking here to stay. We got our own streaming service. And, you know, I ain't booked. I'm not officially booked for anything coming up, but I tell you what. You know, I don't know if you saw the pay-per-view, Mario. I know some of the people watching this shit did. But let me tell you, I came in through that crowd and I left through that crowd because I wasn't invited to that show. You know, just like I'm not officially invited right now. But, you know, Dirty Ron style has always been do whatever the fuck I want, show up whatever the fuck I want, fuck shit up. And then me and my wife are going to fuck your girlfriend, you know, or your baby mama or your side bitch or your side bitch is side bitch. You know, I we don't give a shit, you know, um, so who knows? I, maybe I'll be showing up. Maybe I'll be bringing her with me. Maybe we got fucking, you know, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Crazy in Love, real life story coming to your fucking <laughs> face. So, you know, what's up? You know, maybe maybe it's time that Dirty Ryan and Lovely Lucia jump ourselves on pay-per-view and show the world what the fuck is up and show them how the combination, combination of crazy, how the dirty duo can do it in the world of professional wrestling. Oh, that's cute. There you go. So, I mean, obviously, moving forward, obviously, a handful of years of crazy ups and downs. I mean, looks the, the future looks promising, right? I mean, it looks like everyone's on the right path to just be better humans in general. That's what I'm getting out of this. It looks good. Yeah, you know, sobriety is really helping us. Um, California. Yeah, you know, I just I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for the future. You know, there's a lot of good, I think there's a lot of excited things coming. So, you know, keep, keep, uh, for all those people that love to talk about us and love to follow us, like, keep on doing it. Just keep on doing it. <laughs> you know? Get your motherfucking popcorn yeah. ready. Cause you know what? Hey, there's one thing that, uh, that I've always been able to be good at is, uh, is getting people to talk getting people to feel something, you know? And I think as professional wrestlers, it's our job to blur the lines between fantasy and reality to be that escape from reality you know like like yeah sure we know some of this shit you know might be predetermined choreographed whatever the fuck you want to call it. but you know what we're out here telling stories and we are real people at the end of the day you know i think that's what some people forgot too in this whole thing is you know when they talk shit or fucking you know like like that motherfucking cunt danny demanto from icw like calling her a meth head or some shit to me. Like, I'm going to fuck that dude up next time I see him, straight up. Like, and I know that little pussy's going to tuck his dick between his legs because that's what kind of a fucking molly-ass cunt that he is. But, you know, like, anybody that talks shit, they either don't think people have the ability to change or they want to act like 
you know, who I am in the ring is who I am outside of the ring. And like, there might be a little bit of blurred line there, but you know, like, you know, fucking, hey man, get over yourself. Fucking, hey, quit jocking my dick too. You want to jock our dicks? Fucking keep watching, man. Cause we're going to keep doing shit. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll be here. <laughs> Love them or hate them, guys, no matter what, you give that energy to them because all you're going to do is just keep fueling that fucking fire that these two have. I mean, it is <laughs> it is what it is. Either you keep watching or you don't, like you said, either you're on the fucking, you're on the team or you're not, right? It's 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 one extreme or the other extreme, it, it, what it sounds like. Well, well our, our job is to make noise, and we're going to keep making noise, I hope. You know, yeah. uh, I, I think, you know, like, yeah, we watched a Jake Paul fight today. People like him, Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, Conor McGregor, J John Cena, Roman Reigns, you know, like, Logan Paul, I, I, all these motherfuckers, one thing they have in common is they know how to draw a line. They know how to be polarizing. They know how to make you feel something. And, you know, I think that that's something that I learned early on. You know, I know I've said this before on Pigs Radio. My mom was a pro wrestler. You know, like, I've watched every WrestleMania live. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been to five of them. You know, like, this shit's in my blood. Like, if anybody thought that, like, I didn't give XPW a choice. You know, I, you know, I saw something on their Facebook group where there was, like, a vote on, like, what, you know, like, what was the most exciting thing from the pay-per-view. And uh, last time I looked, you know, Dirty Ron was winning that thing on a landslide. You know, because, like, hey, man, it's so dope. The people dig what we do, you know, they're, they're fucking finally giving us, a, you know, a stage to, to do some shit on because we're going to keep doing that, you know, like, who knows, you know, a year from now we might be coming on here talking about, you know, the hottest couple in professional wrestling right here. Like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I tell you what, we're going to keep trucking and we're going to keep giving the haters something to fucking talk about. Always. There you guys go. Uh, uh, you say you're back on social media. Are both of you guys on social media? Can we still follow you? Or where can we follow you guys to get all the news, updates, and stories, and all the whatever else that you guys are into right now? Um, you can follow me at Lucia Carol Tuman on Instagram. And then this one. I'm at Dirty Ryan McDonald on everything. Um, I just put out my, or I didn't, I didn't. Four years ago, I put out a stand-up comedy album, Carrot Bottom, that's for free on my YouTube page at Dirty Ryan McDonald. And uh, I'm going around the country here over the next like, couple months, getting ready for uh, my next album that I'll be recording in April. I got shows coming up in Las Vegas, Detroit, St. Louis, uh, up up in the the East Coast, um, where else? Uh, Your mom's some shit. house. Your mom's house, not the podcast, but mm, maybe the moon. Oh, definitely on the moon. We'll be doing some shows in a in a big crater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Atlantis. Atlantis. Um, what other? Not Atlanta. Atlantis. Pompeii. Um, um, uh, Mars. Up your ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all yeah. over the fucking place. Yo, you know where the show we're we're putting on shows in everyone's head. That's for sure. Oh <laughs> shit, we living in your head, rent free. <laughs> Check it out, Lucia T and Mikey G. <laughs> I haven't watched too much of that Wu Tang show. <laughs> too much. It's all good, man. It's good shit. Uh, yep. Make sure you guys follow uh, uh, Dirty Ron, Lucia, follow the Instagrams, follow what's going to be next for these fucking crazy two, because, I, I I mean, obviously they're making waves and they're making people talk, and people are going to keep talking, and obviously, no matter what it is that they're saying, people are, are saying shit, so it's it's interesting no matter what, man. Did anybody come up with any really good questions on the chat? Oh, you're not following along? 
No, I should have. I it's hard. Like I don't want to just be sitting down. Yeah, we don't want to just be sitting reading everyone's comments. That's not healthy. No, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, somebody uh, says we're not. Comedians. Tell us when you beat who. Why who said that? Tell us who you beat up in front of the harp. I wish I could afford a trailer to live in. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. What else? Well, you got the old B Russell house in that Dirty Ron movie when it comes back. Is a restream bot? Is that a person? Uh, restream just means that it's kicking it over from uh, wherever YouTube or whatever. It's the same conversation being held everywhere. It's like Palestine. Oh wait, can't. what are they talking about? I, you know, I'm gonna have yeah, to read Yeah, come this. on, we yeah. don't, don't, don't make us. Do, I don't want to do this. Um, now, no one's making you do shit. You decided to fucking read. You guys read those fucking things. Uh, later. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep doing yeah. it. Uh, there. Uh, Fuck, whatever the case may be, once again, man, you guys need to fucking follow them. Follow the fucking hey, if you, ongoing if you comment, story. I'm read it. Yeah, we'll definitely read it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I'm reading a fucking comment. I'm reading man. everything. Fuck the comment section. Fuck the comment section. I, I will say that uh, I hope that the movie does happen. I did I did watch the, the cut of the, the trailer for it, and that shit looked fucking legit, man. So I hope you can make something happen, man. If if anyone can, my Dirty Mike, you're a fucking crazy motherfucker, and I know you're going to find a will or a way you're going to be fucking touching some random fucking god knows what to make shit happen so you get that shit done i will be touching some random shit just not cocaine anymore <laughs> right not cocaine just weed and and apparently uh uh mushrooms and shit no 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 uh, we, just just weed for me the weed and none of that hard shit no hard shit well you know uh alcohol just doesn't you know i don't even feel a need for it do you like no, 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 weed, weed's good. Uh, yeah, man, all that other stuff I just feels amplifies everything else. So if there's a crazy shit happening, that's just gonna amplify that times a billion. Weed is on the funner side where it just kind of mellows everything out and it keeps all the voices subdued a little bit. At least it does for me. It keeps all for the voices. For sure. Yeah. Without, without a doubt, you know, um, it's it, like it, it just it made me feel like shit. You know, it just made me feel shitty. You know, and then like and then you spend money. That was the worst thing. You know, like we've done some math. You know, we've been together for nine years. Were there fifty-two weeks in it? You know, in a year. Do the math. It's like almost a thousand weeks that we've been together. And how many? You know, how much money do we spend on you know drugs and alcohol? Yeah, too much. Fucking way too much. We're silly. Let's not bum everyone out with our sober Aww. talk. <laughs> oh, uh, let's, let's unbum them out with you know like fucking doing drugs and having a good time. Like, yeah, yeah. There were so many good stories. Okay? There, <laughs> yeah. there were so many good, like there were so many good stories of us going out and having a good time. I mean, like you know, like dude, we we did some wild shit on the road. You know what, man? Sometimes it's the wild stories that I mean. Sometimes life just got to be wild, right? And as long as you can learn and live from the mistakes, and be better from there, I mean, that's all you can be right now, right? I mean, it's all you can strive for. Fucking, and it sounds like you guys are trying to do that. So, congratulations on the sobriety for X amount of, I'm sorry, 50 something days, right? 54, 53? 57 days. 57 days. At midnight. Not the weed, guys, but like all the other hard shit. Just, you know, the, 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 weed, the weed is the medical. The, 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 it makes you feel good. It makes you go weed to sleep. Weed is not a drug. Not a drug, guys. <laughs> not the 70s anymore. None of that shit. Uh, once again, man, I, uh, much, m much success to you in the, in the, in your, in all the future stuff you got coming out. Uh, I can't wait to see those Sabu episodes, uh, start circulating pretty soon. I ran into Sabu myself. I got to say hi to him on the Chris Jericho crew. So he's looking really good out there. And, uh, nice. How was that? Was that fun? Yeah, man. That shit's always a good time. Got to see a bunch of wrestling, got to be on a cruise, got to see quite riot, bunch of bands. Uh, it's on a boat. 
Uh, uh, I think, uh, yeah, we're going to have Gutter Candy featuring Frankie Kazarian popping in back at Pig Studios at the end of March, guys. So stay. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, man. I, I, you know, all the cool ass shit that you, you do, you know, like it's just, it's so awesome to watch because, like, I know how much you just genuinely enjoy promoting the shit that you love, you know? So that's why I didn't feel so bad hitting you up and be like, hey, I think I want the first time I talk in a while to be with you because like, you know, it's not like I'm getting like fucking requests like I'm some somebody famous or some shit, but some people are like, hey, come on my podcast. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna chop it over with Mario first. Hey man, this podcast has been existing for almost 14 years, 13, I don't know, fuck, wow. it's almost 500 episodes, so, I mean, we've had all kinds of walks of life come on here, I mean, tell their fucking stories, not tell their stories, whatever the fuck, man, we're just gonna keep rocking and rolling, just like you guys, I mean, I've been trucking along, ups and downs and whatnot, but I do this shit every fucking Sunday, so you guys can like, subscribe, follow, or don't, I really don't give a fuck, because I'm gonna keep doing this no matter what. If you don't like it, you suck my podcast dick along with that shit. Mario from the barrio. Uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, tell your mom about us, pigs, radio with a hard Z, P-I-G-Z radio. Uh, thank you, Lucia. Thank you, Dirty Ron, for coming down, hanging out, spending time with me. Zach, you're a fucking bitch. I hope uh, you get your uh, ass looked at and hope you feel better by next week, buddy. I hope you come down. Miss you. Bye. Thank you guys so much. Follow. Uh, we'll see you guys in Ocean Beach, hopefully soon. <laughs> Come out, man. And now, ladies and gentlemen.